Welcome to The Sacred Life. I'm your host, Shan Vanderleek, founder of TransformationGoddess.com and PodcastBath.com. Every month I share transformational conversations with women who have learned to walk in beauty with the strength, courage, and pleasure of reclaiming their feminine sovereignty. Women all over the world are rising up to have their voices heard. And I invite you to join us in the conversation. Today, it's my honor to share another conversation with my friend, Lisa Adams. We'll discuss transitions, shamanic death, and the initiation of entering the sovereign phase of life as a woman, not yet crone, but certainly no longer in the mother stage. Lisa is fiercely dedicated to helping you own your personal revolution. She's passionate about spirituality, holistic living, sensuality, and healing. She's devoted her entire career to helping thousands create happier, soulful, more sensual lives. She's worked as a holistic health professional for over 25 years and is an ordained minister and high priestess. Since 1999, Lisa has facilitated countless sacred ceremonies, workshops, retreats, rites of passage, and group rituals. She possesses a deep desire and unique talent for helping others create transformation in her lives. And I can attest to that. She is absolutely amazing. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. Oh, just hearing you say all that, I'm, um, I'm just humbled. I want to get down on my knees and press my forehead to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just am so glad that you wanted to come back for another conversation. I think, I think we've been pretty good about touching base in conversation like once a year over the last few years. And, and it's always a pleasure to learn where you're at in your, in your world personally and what you're doing in your businesses and how you're supporting others. Today, before we came together for our call, I was led to the Sacred Rebels Oracle, which I know you and I both own and, and like, and the Follow Your Own Rhythm card showed up, <laughs> which, which just, all, you know, just totally cracked me up because the special message of, of this oracle is that you cannot miss what you're destined for, nor will you gain anything by trying to push yourself to trust in the life cycles within. And you'll feel, you know, the perfect balance between effort and surrender, discipline mm. and letting go. And it just is so damn funny to me because it's completely, of course, in alignment with everything we're going to talk about today. Uh, those cards are the best. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I love it. That is ideal. Mm. Yeah. So Sacred Rebels Oracle by Alana Fairchild, if anybody is uh, interested in looking that up. And the artwork by Autumn Sky Morrison is just fantastic. Mm. Lisa, why do you think this card wanted to get our attention today? I think it speaks directly to the conversation that we're having um, and that I think a lot of women are having right now with themselves and each other is, um, you know, you and I are, uh, you know, fairly close in age and we're at that point where we're either like really deeply in the, that change of life they think of as perimenopause or menopause. And we're in this place of midlife where like what we were doing before, it doesn't suit us, but it also doesn't nourish and nurture us anymore. And we're trying to sort of wind our way through this labyrinth of what am I becoming? Where am I going? How am I going to embody 
this next phase of life? What does that bring? What does that look like? And we don't have the answers. We're living into the answers. Oh, that is so true. We are living into the answers. And when we fight and when we try to control and when we clench our jaws and our fists and our, just our whole being, I mean, you can, you, you know, when you catch yourself holding how that, like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that I was, that I was holding so, so deeply, so tightly. Mm. There's something uh, incredibly powerful in that awareness of that. And then to invite that trust piece back in and to, and to live into it. And just breathe deep. Like when, you know, when I catch myself doing that sort of clenching, you know, I feel it a lot in my tummy, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. My breathing got shallow. Let's, let's switch that up and be yeah. more present. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's oh, the breath. And mm. I, you know, right now, I just invite everybody right now to take a nice deep cleansing breath in through your nose and then out through your mouth. Oh, just, yeah. Mm. Yeah, let's do that one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm. It only takes a couple of seconds, ladies, to just check in with your breath. And uh, wow, so just so incredibly important. Let's dive right in and talk about this sovereign phase that we're in where we are certainly not in, in the mother stage anymore and not the crone stage. In my mind and in my experience, I, I very much see it as the empress or the queen stage. That's, you yeah. know, that's, my, that's my definition anyway. That, that's one of my definitions too. And so it, um, my personal path taught me and I learned just through my own gnosis through my own experience through staying open and curious about my path i came to embrace this phrase sovereignty Mm -hmm. several several years ago and as i continue to understand and live into what that means for me it's become so rich and so vast and so informative you know to this process and what i'm finding is that there are a few words that we can embrace because I never really cared for like this princess term or idea. No, me neither. It, yeah. <laughs> like, step like, aside, just, princess. Like, <laughs> right. And, and ew, and I'm not like a pink girl or whatever, right. you know, just not that, um, that, that always kind of conjured to me like spoiled little brat or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tantrums. Yeah. But then with, with sovereignty, I'm like, I am a sovereign yes. and, or, you know, empress, queen, regent. Yes. Good. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm coming more into alignment with like sort of the, the word queen because part of what I do sometimes that, that makes a difference for me is with my meditation, I will sit in my really pretty kind of special chair and I will sometimes just imagine um, and feel the feelings of being coronated. And then as I'm coronated, I'm sitting on my throne and they say, they say it sounds like narcissistic that like, well, the, the world doesn't revolve around you. Well, you know, I'm here to tell you the world does revolve around you. My world revolves around me. And so as I sit on that throne, 
that gives me that kind of more bird's eye view to look out and around me at my, um, my empire, if you will, the, right. pe the people, the situations, the passions, the, you know, whatever that is in your life, you get to sit on your throne and you get to look out and you get to decide as a sovereign, as a regent, what needs to happen in this area and how can I make the agreements and the decisions and put the things in place, the systems, the structures, put those things in place that not only am I getting my needs met, but that everybody else is taken care of at the same time. Right on. So if that to me is part of what that means. And it also means because if you have an empire and you're truly a regent, you've also got um, boundaries to protect and honor. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be making some big agreements or smaller agreements. If you want to make sure your people are fed you, and you want to make sure everything's taken care of. But none of that can happen if you are not cared for and being and being taken care of first. So it's time to put your own sovereign needs before everybody and everything else. Yeah, it's a matter of of life or depleting uh what is the word that I'm looking for? It's a, it's a matter of like a joyful, vibrant life or just kind of that meh like ugh. Yeah, Slug, like a, slugging through, you know, slugging through it or burnout. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's just, it, it's so incredibly important. And I can, I can speak to that. Have I'm on the, you know, the peri, perimenopause journey, and things started happening, and <laughs> it almost cra just cracks me up. Things started happening. <laughs> so many things started happening that I was just not really understanding because, uh, because I'm. I'm still having regular periods in my mind. I wasn't really thinking about what was going to happen next. I just wasn't. I was in, in, in the moment of, of the moment and then things started to change. And I thought, holy wow, this is, you know, this is not for sissies. Let's see how, what we can do to care for ourselves so that I can absolutely continue as the sovereign that I am from the best place possible, feeling the best I can in my mind and body, upping the ante with my spiritual work, and really inviting in other uh, sages and guides and goddesses and sovereigns to, to have these kinds of conversations so that we can all be uh, standing in that virtual circle together as we're moving through these transformations. So here's another thing. So I think maybe the word you were looking for earlier too could be anemic, right? Oh, yeah. And so yes. when you really think about blood, when you're no longer sort of bleeding out and, you know, a lot of women over the years, we sort of bleed out and we sort of give and, are, and we're bleeding at the same time, right? And so we're giving and we're bleeding for, you know, if you're a mother, maybe your children in your family and certainly at this time of life, like often for our parents who are ailing and starting to decline for work, for, for everything, for your community. And now we're not, we don't have to bleed out anymore. We get to take that blood, hold it within us and be nourished 
in that way as well. So energetically, it's time to stop bleeding out for everybody and everything else. Oh, well said. Yeah. Yeah. Shamanic death has been a big part of your earthwalk recently. Mm. What is, for, the, for those listening who don't know, what is shamanic death and how do we navigate through this transition? Because this is, this is big medicine. It's, it's huge medicine. It's not something that's often spoken about. And especially in our culture, we don't really have a language and a mythology around it to understand it fully. I always kind of shake my head and a lot lately when I think about this process because I'm very deeply in it at this time. And it's not my first time at the rodeo with shamanic death. And more indigenous culture, shamanic death is almost like a literal brush with death where, you know, maybe a person is called to be a healer or a medicine person for their tribe and their community. And they sort of undergo some sort of major health crisis that brings them to the brink of death. Thankfully, in our culture, that's not necessary and doesn't happen as often or as frequently, though sometimes it does. But really, when I'm speaking to shamanic death for our purposes, I'm talking about like this big sort of earth-shattering ego death that a lot of us undergo when we're in the deep process of change and transformation, my personal journey, as I've come to really understand it more recently, is that I am transitioning more wholly into that queen or regent phase. And what that means for me, for the last 20 years, I have served as a priestess for community and being a priestess means serving the divine. It means serving community. It means serving other people. It means, you know, you're basically like a minister and a healer and you're in service too. Um, and that's the role I've been in. And I have literally constructed my whole ego identity, my understanding of myself, the, the things, the way I make like meaning in my life around everything I do, including my work and my business has all been based on this archetype of priestess. And it's given me so much. And when I came to realize that the thing that's dying in me is the priestess, to be her, to be that has given me so very much. And yet it's time to serve myself. It's time to make sure that I am getting what I need and having my needs met. And it's time to serve in a different capacity. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, I, so I, I completely understand one of my closest friends on the planet is just on the other side of, of almost exactly the same scenario. And it's really fun to see the, the color back in her cheeks after going through that because, because it's, been, it's been quite a process and I've been with her every step of the way. And, and, um, and I'm also grateful because she's also 
uh, about uh, 10 years older. So watching, you know, the, just the wisdom and her transparency and the pain and the beauty and now the, the um, celebration of being on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I really, really came to understand this process a bit more. Like I'm really clear that I kind of almost started this process last, last Samhain or last Halloween when, I, you know, in community, I went through a ritual process of the five stages of grief. And and I didn't realize that until this Samhain that that started the transformation and, and the real literal steps on the, this new path of dying, if you will. Mm -hmm. and, and then in the spring, I had two huge incidents that made all the difference. And one was, my, you know, my, my dad, my stepdad went in the hospital in the ICU for weeks on end. So we were navigating his health and my mother's dementia in a really, you know, profound way and looking at, you know, what the steps are and, and kind of the inevitabilities that are coming down the pike. But sure. the other thing is I stepped back from the community I've been in service to for 20 years in a very major way. I had to put my foot down for myself because some of the ways they wanted to do things were not in alignment with my integrity and with the way that I am progressing and growing in my life. And I couldn't drag them kicking and screaming along with me. I had to make, no. I had to make those decisions for myself. And also I had to take a look at why do I have so much responsibility towards this community? What does that mean? And how does that need to shift? So I yeah. stepped back and then I've literally just been in the dark cave, sitting, listening, not acting, being with the pressure, the inertia, being in this place of not knowing a damn thing. I mean, I just feel like I don't have any answers right now. I don't know anything. Yeah. I feel the pressure, like the way I describe it, it's like carbon being compressed into diamond because it's so uncomfortable. And yet I know I have to be with the discomfort. I can't try to push my way through it. As you were saying earlier with the card that you pulled following your own rhythm, I cannot push my way through it. I have to be in this place of discomfort, uncertainty, and um, just let the process occur and unfold. And you have been so courageous and incredibly transparent throughout all of this. I mean, you, the, the level of sharing and deep, deep personal storytelling for yourself and for your community, for the, for your circle of influence has been jaw dropping. Uh, in having known you for the number of years I have, I, I've always been, uh, moved by you and, and how you move through the world. I have, but, but there's been this, this, um, and you've always been fierce, but the fierceness has been, uh, like amped up, like turned up to 11, right? <laughs> like, wow, wow, you know, and, and you've allowed yourself to be seen in a bigger way. 
and to be expressed in a bigger, I just want to, I just want to reflect that back to you. That's, that, that's what one woman over here in Sutton's Bay, Michigan is seeing in, in you. Thank you. I can't say that it's easy and, and I wouldn't sugarcoat any of this for myself or anyone because it really is that sort of primordial ooze phase of being in the metamorphosis. You know, we're going, we're sort of going from caterpillar to um, butterfly, but really I think it's more about becoming a phoenix. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, things need to be burned off, sloughed off, shed, released, and, and it's got to, you know, it really does have to be done willingly. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be in so much more pain and agony, and you're going to keep um, encountering like roadblocks and obstacles. And that, you know, I really had to even pull back from work and teaching just to be in that space. It's been such a very deeply existential and inward process that yeah. it, and, and seeing the ways that that is transforming the, you know, my own life, my own empire around me. Wow. So a good takeaway then is what, when I say, how do we navigate through this transition? Mm-hmm. We, we surrender to it. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and you, you know, I mean, it kind of almost takes surrendering in, in each moment or, every, yes. or when you're feeling all angsty, like this inertia sucks. Like I got to do something like, yeah, chances are, if you try to do something, you're, you're not going to be fruitful. It's just not going right. to come to fruition. And that's been my process. And, and because I've been in this uh, shamanic death previously, I also understood once I started noticing signs, oh, I just got to sit my butt down right here and just be in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to make another recommendation of something that I think is wholly beautiful and poignant. And I have now done this a couple of times and uh, it's big. I have ritualized, and again, I'm going to bring up this Samhain in community, a community that I have served for a long time, I was given the space not to have to priestess or lead ritual, but I was given the space to be in the circle and to go through the process with everyone. And the process was like, we got to choose three paths. And I chose the path that I know I needed to take. And this is the path of surrendering and making a sacred offering of that part of me that is dying just literally laying it on the altar and relinquishing it and mourning grieving crying and or you can take and make like an effigy or and and burn it like cremation and then scatter scatter the ashes and or you can make an effigy to yourself or that which is dying and you can bury it and give it a very sacred memorial that is just your very own personal process. So ritualizing this is a huge act because you're subconscious and you're super conscious in conjunction with the universe and universal and cosmology and, and all those energies out in the cosmos 
everybody gets on board. It's like, okay, I acknowledge this is happening. It, it is an act of surrender. And the universe is like, okay, we get it. And steps in to help support the process even further. And I'm getting chills as I talk about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because it's not only, you know, it's, it's surrender mm, and yes. it's reverence. It's really beautiful. I uh, will share a, a little personal ritual that I began. I guess it's probably been a couple months ago, but I actually had and created the space this week for a cord cutting ceremony mm. with my teenage daughter. Not with her in present, uh, but with her energy. And it was incredible. I, and I'm so very, very grateful for the work that has led up to it for the ritual and process itself. And I knew without question that I was fully supported and will continue to be because I realize this isn't just something, well, okay, well, now that's done. <laughs> Next. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Right. If only, if only it were, but it was just, uh, and it was something that like I said, a couple of few months ago, I was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. And again, my, my friend who is much more experienced than I am and, and who is amused by my fire sometimes is like, okay, well, how about we start by sitting with some questions around what your life will look like uh, or, you know, what will how things will hold you back or if you don't do this mm. and what we, it's so on and so forth, you know, deepening it, right. Versus the, versus the one in me that's just like, okay, torch it. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> so the, the sitting with it and then ritualizing it and then being on the other side, uh, I can say that for right now in this moment, I feel much lighter and I feel very supported and grateful. Mm. I love that you just said that you feel lighter. Um, and, you know, also, Shannon, that is so beautiful because it's, it's almost like you've had to, just like you've cut the umbilical cord once again. Yes. Yeah. But the, the thing about feeling lighter, this is, I think, also a key to this process because, I mean, of course, as we're entering into kind of this next phase and we're noticing changes in our body and everything, I know that when I am holding on to heavy energy, I see it in my face. I look at it and see it in my body, you know, and it might look like extra weight or some mm -hmm. inflammation or like, you know, bags and deep circles under my eyes. Like, you know, there's a lot of ways that shows up. But if I'm like, oh, okay, so there's some heavy energy or where am I feeling heavy right now? Then I can address that in a very embodied way through movement and breathing. But I can also apply that in a more metaphorical sense to, you know, what's happening in my life and where is the heaviness at and how can I make things lighter? How can I lighten up? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lighten up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That's going on a sticky note right on the wall. I used to have it written down somewhere and, uh, and then all the stickies finally have to come down and I start again, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so powerful. What a powerful conversation 
we had here today. And you know, I could go on and make this podcast last three hours long with you, Lisa. Totally. <laughs> I think I think what I'd like to do is uh, is before we move on, perhaps you could share some ideas of how some of our listeners could choreograph the, their sacred life right now through this transformation and transition that they might be looking at. They might be in it with us or leading to it. Uh, it and you know, just what's coming up from your heart that they might be able to take and, and, um, and use and learn and, and feel lighter from. Mm. So, you know, this is a really deep metaphor for, for life and, you know, understanding that as we're undergoing this process on a very personal existential level, that all of society and the world is in that same process. So there's no getting away from it. So, so that kind of acceptance of surrender that we spoke to, just in meditating, getting still, getting grounded and, and asking those questions like, what is dying in my life or what do I need to let go of? And frankly, you and I just made really good points in sharing our own personal stories. It is often the very thing we most love and cherish that it might be time to really relinquish that or do a complete and utter re redo or transformation of what that is. For me, relinquishing myself as priestess is the biggest, most sacred offering I could make because it's the thing I hold most dear and precious. So looking at things also maybe from that vantage point that really what is dying, what needs to go, and blessing it and honoring it as sacred and just continuing to offer it up to the divine, to Mother Earth, the more we can do that, the more blessed we are and the more we're sort of making room for the next more beautiful iteration or expression to come through. So well said, just perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today on this sacred life. I'm incredibly grateful for your open, generous heart, for your transparency. And I just know that the women who are listening in, they're just, I bet you they're feeling much, much lighter just for having listened into our conversation today. I sure hope so. And, you know, anybody is more than welcome to reach out to me and, you know, have more discussion and get some support because we're, we all are in it together and I am holding your hand. And at the same time, I've got your back. We, we all do. We've got to do that for ourselves and each other. That was Lisa Adams. You're welcome to visit Lisa's website at goddess-powered.com to learn more about her sacred offerings. You can also find her all over the place on social media. She is amazing. Be sure that you look her up. 